Welcome to the Newberry Tart Podcast. Your hosts, Marcy and Jenny, are talking and drinking their way through Newberry award-winning books, past and present. Hi, and welcome back to the Newberry Tart Podcast. We're here today with James Kennedy, founder of the 92nd Newberry Festival, uh, and we're super excited to talk to him. Um, I'm Marcy. I'm Jenny. And welcome, James. Hi. Hi, Marcy and Jenny. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on and talking to us. So how did the 92nd Newberry come to be? Uh, it started about eight years ago. Um, I was hanging out with my niece and nephew and their friends, and they I had read A Wrinkle in Time, and we decided to make a movie of it, um, just like a really quick movie for fun, because this is like back when like you know, flip cameras were big, and it was kind of very exciting just to like, make a movie very quickly and edit it in iMovie. And so we wrote a script. We shot the movie like in just a couple hours in the backyard. Uh, it took about a day to edit it. And then I realized it was about 90 seconds. And so I talked to Betsy Bird, who is my friend at the New York Public Library. I said, why don't we make a film festival of movies that are about, uh, based on Newberry books that are about 90 seconds long. And so we put the movie online and we promoted it a little bit. And, but then it got picked up everywhere. Like Neil Gaiman was tweeting about it. And it was on BuzzFeed and this and that. And, and um, it, like a, tens of thousands of people watched the video. And, and then we started getting all of these videos of people doing 90-second Newberries of other books, and it was very exciting. In the first year, we started with the film festival just in New York City and Chicago and Portland, and now, uh, seven or eight years later, it's in 14 cities annually. That's amazing. How would someone go about getting a version in their city if they don't already have one? Uh, if you go to 90secondnewberry.com, and that's one R, um, the, uh, um, the they can just find my email address, james at 90secondnewberry.com, and just email me and ask. <laughs> what does someone need to get set up uh, to host this festival? Um, I think uh, an auditorium um, that we can use for no cost, which luckily most libraries have something like that, um, like the, the Chicago Public Library, the New York Public Library, and San Francisco, I just use the auditorium that they have. Um, Usually the, we want the library system to really get behind it and encourage people to make movies because the film festival is only as strong as its local entries. I changed the show from city to city to highlight local entries. Like there's about 10 ringers that I show in every city and then like <laughs> 10 ones that are like local that might not be the best, might not show them in every city, but if I show them, I know that those kids will come and they'll bring their friends and family and that's how we pack the house every time. Um, and so if we get like the schools and the library and stuff like that behind the film festival, um, that, that makes me want to come to town. Um, and, uh, and then yeah, the, the rest of it, um, kind of takes care of itself. Like I usually find some local author to co-host it with me, like authors that I've had co-host it with me in the past have been like John Cheska, Kelly Barnhill, Linda Sue Park, um, uh, Catherine Applegate. And then we, we, we put it on. We have a, a local school here who has a club that just does 90-second Newberry videos, um, which is super exciting, which is how we sort of got into the idea of this. Do you get a lot of good school participation? Yeah, yeah the, the, the schools are, are really good because I get a lot of movies from them every year. and, and so. But it, it, with them, it's kind of a numbers game. Like Often it's like, like an English teacher will say, okay, everybody in the school, everybody in class has to make a 90-second Newberry. And so some kids just do it, you know, for class. It's those <laughs> love or craft in it. 
Um, the best ones that I, but, but then since I get so many, there's always like one or two in every class that's really good. The best ones that I get are usually from homeschoolers because they like make it into a project that they like work on for weeks. It's like some elaborate stop motion claymation or whatever. But actually sometimes the, the best ones come from the kids who are being utterly slapdash about it. Like I remember that um, there's a um, a book called a uh, one-eyed cat. Mm-hmm. And this, this one kid in Texas, it was clear. It was just like some kind of um, uh, um, assignment for class that he did not want to do. And so the Newbery honor winning book, one-eyed cat is what he did. And basically what he did is he just took a bunch of pictures off the internet of one-eyed cats. <laughs> they just like had a little montage of them while playing smooth jazz over it. <laughs> and, 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 and so, but I, I love that one so much. I showed that all over the country because, <laughs> because I, I feel that's the kind of thing I would have done uh, hmm. when I was, uh, if I was like given an assignment I didn't want to do. But that's what those that make for the best ninety-second Newberries. Like I, 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 what I don't want for like is like just a rote retelling of the story with no twist. Like the best ones I've received have been like, like one of them was Charlotte's web, but done as a horror movie. Oh, um, wow. Makes sense because you know, it's the first line of that book is where's Papa going with that ax. Oh, God. <laughs> In every chapter, like Wilbur is wondering like who's going to kill him. And then a talking spider shows up and puts mysterious messages in her webs. And then at the end she dies, but then, hatches millions of eggs and there's baby spiders all over the countryside. <laughs> or I once got um, The Whipping Boy, um, but it was done in the style of Star Wars. And <laughs> the Whipping Droid uh, with all kinds of, you know, lightsaber effects and spaceships flying through space. And um, or like doing I got millions of cats done in Minecraft or uh, <laughs> uh, Ramona and her father done as a musical. Um, another Ramona and her father done in the style of James Bond. Um, so Ramona's father is like James Bond and he loses his job at MI6 and now he's just um, unemployed at home. Um, but he's James Bond. So the, yeah, p- putting a weird twist on it is uh, what makes for a, a really good 90 second period. Those are the ones that I tend to show. So there aren't any um, there aren't any parameters aside from it has to be themed to the book. Yeah, I mean, you should more or less tell the story, but like, like I got a Mr. Popper's Penguins that was done in the style of a zombie apocalypse, and it <laughs> changed any sense. The, the 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 penguins are just going crazy and rampaging around New York and devouring people and blowing up the Statue of Liberty, and I I think that that's fine. Um, every every year I work with uh, kids in my neighborhood to make a 90 second Newbury, and this year we're doing Bridge to Terabithia from the point of view of the monsters who live in Terabithia. Oh, and they're just so upset because people keep dying in Terabithia. And they're like, we have to have a meeting about safety, people. Uh, uh, <laughs> how many people die in Oz every year? Nobody. How many people die in Narnia? Nobody. What's wrong with Terabithia? Uh, um, and so they've got a, like, yeah, the, something that puts a, a new twist on the story is, are those the ones I like the best? I keep hoping that somebody's going to eventually do from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basley Frankweiler, from the point of view of the lawyer Saxonberg, that <laughs> just like, this guy's just getting a bunch of crazy messages from this Frank Weiler client that he has, who's so needy, needs to talk to him all the time. Um, <laughs> Claudia and Jamie, he doesn't care. His home life is falling apart. Uh, um, you know, he, he's under the gun at his job. Um, yeah, like I, 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 I want to get more and more things that are kind of like that. 
and not just a straight retelling of the story. Somebody should do Hitty where it's just a doll laying there and it feels like a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> So you've talked about some of your favorites. Um, what are some of the most imaginative things you've seen as far as props go and costuming? Um, the one I got for um, the, uh, um, uh, star, the, uh, the whipping boy in the style of Star Wars is really good because everybody was kind of in like very Star Wars-y kind of costumes and using lightsabers and things like that. Um, let's see. Props and costumes. I, I mean, I, I'm afraid I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I just really do appreciate when people bring a lot of props and costumes. They have good locations for it. Like the worst is when it's just kids. They're in their school uniform. They have no props, and they're doing the movie like in the hallway or in the corner of the library of their school. Because then it's just like, well, what? It's it's a it's a it's an assignment made without love. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, every once in a while I get something with like really good props and costumes, and then you can tell, oh, they they really went for it. You know, I got a, actually this last year I got a really good uh, version of um, True Life Adventures of Homer P. Fig um, that had a lot of like good old timey costumes. Like they obviously put a lot of time and effort into it. Oh, there was a one I know one, um, Heart of a Samurai. Some kids in Chicago did in the style of a. Um, Akira Kurosawa samurai movie. Oh wow! And, a whole, and and they did it in Japanese. Oh wow! Um, and you and they 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 went to Goodwill mm -hmm. and they got a bunch of like uh, kimono and yukata and they they did it with full costumes. Oh wow! That's um, and all of these uh, all these movies that I mentioned. Uh, if your uh, listeners want to go to 90secondnewberry.com, um, just like type in the search box like the name of the movie, it'll pop up. I am very curious, is there a particular book or a few Newberry books that are done a lot? Yes. Don't do The Giver. <laughs> <laughs> every school, um, like, every, I, you know, the Giver, I've come to hate that book. Uh, because, <laughs> like, every year I get 50 or I get about 500 submissions a year. Every year I get about 50 or 60 of The Giver. And, um, it's, and, and crazily enough, <laughs> kids, like, in their 90 seconds that they have to make this movie, they, um, they spend, like, 10 to 15 of those seconds on the baby killing scene. Oh, like, God! <laughs> it, 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 like, so much so that I put together a super cut <laughs> of all the baby killing scenes. Uh, oh, my I, God! I, I fed it up and I put yakety sacks over it. Um, <laughs> Is this accessible on your website? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> go and Google "too hot for the 90-second Newberry." Uh, the page uh, on my personal website will pop up um, with with that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's horrifying. And and, um, and actually, actually, on that same page, there's also a a, a computer animated version of the Higher Power of Lucky, kind of, and you know that extra normal uh, style of computer animation, which the voices are very flat, and they're, and, and it's kind of, you, you kind of write a script, and then the computer automatically animates it for you. Have you ever seen those? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, so basically, it's just like Lucky talking to uh, like her foster mother, like, "Why are librarians so afraid of the word testicle?" <laughs> um, 
you remember that controversy? Like yes. The word dog yes. on the first page, and then like everybody got in a, in a tizzy about it. Oh, yeah, that, the testicle tizzy. I remember that very clearly. Like something magical and wonderful. Oh, no, lucky. Do not talk about that. You will make librarians nervous. <laughs> really good one. What Newbery books have you not ever gotten uh, a film of or ones that you've gotten very few of that you'd like to see more? Um, one book that I really want to get a 90-second Newbery of is Winged Girl of Nossos. I love that book. I love yeah. it. Really good. No kid has ever read it, uh, even though it just got reissued. Um, and actually, Betsy Bird, who helped me get the new... 90 Newbury off the ground. She wrote like the foreword or the afterword for it. Uh, I think she was, it's like one of her favorites too. And like, I think she kind of like shepherded it, it back into print. That's, that's a goodie. I love it that you love that book because nobody knows about that book. And it's one of my favorites. Well, you know, there's a little bit of a, uh, uh, kind of, uh, to, to like that book is to kind of be like, yeah, I like them with their first drummer. Kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pure choice. And you, you can kind of, like, act kind of cool because you like that one. <laughs> no, it took me a lot of hunting to find that one. Actually, I'm a little scared to read my copy. <laughs> um, I would love to get, uh, yeah, a 90-second Newbery of that. Um, let's see. What else? The, the, another One that I've gotten way too few of is um, the magic, the old tobacco shop. Um, do you know that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, so for those of you listeners who haven't, uh, read it. It's about a boy who goes into a magic tobacco shop and he's not allowed to smoke any of the magic tobacco. But then he does. <laughs> he has a bunch of like crazy adventures and illusions and hallucinations. <laughs> it's one of those things that could never be written today. Um, and, and like the few 90 second Newburys that I've gotten of it have completely, you know, put into the foreground of the very problematic, like, this is about a kid smoking something. <laughs> hallucinations. And they, they, like, I got like a uh, yeah, the, a couple really good ones of that. Um, so, um, yeah, a, anything. Uh, and I, I prefer, I also like to get things that are recent, um, like things that just won um, a Newberry, because um, the, every year I get a bunch of Charlotte's Webs, I get a bunch of Wrinkles in Time, I get a bunch of, um, yeah, The Giver. Um, but the, And those are all great, but I really, it's, it's nice to go in for the territory that hasn't been, mind to death yet and uh, yeah th- those are good you, you know what I prefer not to get though it's re- the, these movies are you know usually they're, they're pretty funny you, you know or, or there's something about a 90 second Newbery that kind of lends itself to humor so it's hard to make number the stars funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, uh, um, roar of thunder hear my cry you know, you're not going to get a lot of laughs out of that. So I think there's some books that lend themselves to a 90-second Newbery better than others. Mm-hmm. Although if you can make those funny, it's pretty epic. Have you gotten any new 90-second uh, Newbery of non the nonfiction books that have won? So the nonfiction books that I have gotten 90-second Newberries of that I really love uh, this past year, I got two of Volcano. Oh, cool. And one of them was done by this kid in Paris, France, and he did it in uh, with, like, stop-motion Legos, and it was incredible. He, and he kind of, like, also has this kind of, like, story outside the story. He kind of blames the volcano blowing up on uh, fire demons. 
underneath <laughs> the, the volcano, and he has like this whole kind of scene of the fire demons doing stuff. And then I got another one of volcano um, done by some kids in Tacoma, Washington. And in that one, like um, the, the squirrel is taunting the volcano until it blows up. Um, <laughs> and it, 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 they're both really, really good. It, I, they kind of put their own twist on it. Uh, I got a really good um, stop motion claymation of the story of mankind. Oh, wow. Which is the first Newbery medal winning book. Um, and that one was really comical and fun. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's. Uh, I got some good ones of, of Lincoln, a photobiography, and uh, Bomb. I got a bunch of good ones of that. Um, so, yeah, there's the, the nonfiction ones make for for good ninety second Newberries. Very cool. I love the idea of there being just tons of small children wearing a Lincoln beard in various <laughs> states of um, coming off their face or various various materials to create the beards. Um, there's I just, a, yeah. a lot of 90 second Newberries that I get, which like beards are falling off, or like there's clearly the the kids have one beard among all of them, and the beard just keeps switching faces. So, how many 90 second Newberry films do you think that you've gotten total? Um, I let's see. I the first year I got only a couple dozen, but now it's like up to you know like a, a couple hundred a year, um, like, I don't, somewhere around 2,000. Wow. Um, and, and then they, they kind of come and go, too, because, like, every 90-second Newberry that I get, regardless of quality, I give it a review on the 90-second Newberry website that is positive and affirming. Um, like, I find something to like about every single 90-second Newberry movie. Um, and the But they all get posted on the site. But I just kind of embed their YouTube video on there. But sometimes they take them down because it's, like, four years later and they get, like, embarrassed with something that they did before. So kind of like there's always a lot of 90 second newberries out there but they kind of like come and go from the uh from the internet mm -hmm. and um ultimately like there's not really a prize it's just being featured in the festival that's right um because i i kind of want to keep a lot of this kind of feeling of amateurism to it i want like kids from high school to do it you know in their av club and like bring their a game to it and they like, do something really polished but I also want like nine-year-olds and it's their very first film to be able to do it. And I want to be able to like ideally show those like side by side at the film festival and honor both of those. And so if there was a cash prize, then uh, they, they would be competing against each other. And I don't like that. Yeah. However, that said, at the San Antonio uh, uh, screening, we're, um, that screening is sponsored uh, by the HEB, which is a, uh, grocery store down in Texas, and they um, they sponsor like a first, a grand prize for a second and third, an honorable mention, and th those that money generally goes to the schools mm -hmm. of the kids who are doing it. So it's kind of basically they kind of donate that money to the school, and so we do do prizes down in San Antonio. That is so cool. What's the age range? Um, really, there's no like cutoff. Like I've had. Like kids, you know, as young as like fourth grade, making movies like under the direction of their teacher, and I've had kids in high school or even college making movies, and that's fine too. I, I want to encourage all of it, um, as long as it's not just like two thirty-five-year-old dudes in their apartment doing Frog and Toad together. <laughs> I don't know. That. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of, I've got a really good uh, Frog and Toad together done in the style of Seinfeld, oh. uh, which was which I, I really appreciated.
Um, what are some of your favorite Newbery books? Um, my all-time favorite is A Wrinkle in Time, um, which is the one that uh, the very first 90-second Newbery that we did. See, well, I really love the uh, Winged Girl of Nassos. Um, I love the Inquisitor's Tale. Mm. I, I think that one is fantastic, um, and that's um, that's like also I kind of has a place in my heart because um, the, the my, my daughter who's nine, like when she was about seven, that was like her first like long book that she read. Aww. You know, and, and she's like, she's like, this is the best book. And I think it's like <laughs> the marginalia that kind of pushed her over the edge that got her going from stopped reading so much graphic novels and started reading like longer books that are pure text. It was like all that marginalia and like small illustrations and it kind of made her feel that, you know, it was safe. Uh, I love Roller Girl. Um, oh, yeah. I, it's incredible. Um, El Defo, um, Crossover, which I get all, a million great 90-second Newberries of that every year. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm literally going through the list right now. <laughs> I love Part of a Samurai. Um, I, I think that that's a really good. Oh, When You Reach Me, of course. Yes. Um, yeah. And and I've, the Graveyard Book. Um, I've, I've, I've read and reread that one. Um, and I, I mean, I guess every year there, there, there are good ones. What, when do you know that you're going to stop? What, what is your final episode going to be? When we do them all. <laughs> really? So, yeah. what, what, that's, that's the goal. But you have to revive the podcast for like five more episodes every year. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. But we'll also probably be in our 70s. And so um, <laughs> it'll, it'll be okay just doing like mini seasons. <laughs> do, do you ever like ever consider like um, doing like 90 seconds, doing like a Newberry podcast, but like setting it 20 years in the future and kind of like speculating what is going to win the Newberry 20 years in the future? So like we would have to create an author and or a work for existing authors? Yes. Oh. Uh, or, 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 or like, and like, who knows what the universe will be like then? Like maybe it'll be like written by some, some Venusian or yeah. something. Or like a uh, robot. Uh, well, the books, the books will all be written by hovercrafts. <laughs> and <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like those bots that generate like Harry Potter chapters. Yeah. <laughs> Which are weirdly but entertaining. What's this? Have you seen like online? You, there are some people will post like they'll have like bots generate like like Harry Potter chapters or chapters of whatever. Oh, and, that's delightful. Yeah, it's sort of gibberish, but it also makes sense in a weird way, and it's very entertaining. Well, so okay, so you, you're never gonna end. This is good. Well, I mean, one of us might die or yeah. become impaired in a way that means we can't. But the goal ultimately <laughs> is to do all of the existing Newberry books and then you know also the ones that will be forthcoming but and we did discover that it's easier slash a little more fun to do the book review episodes of ones that are a little bit older there's just more <laughs> like there's more uh historical context in mind yeah um and so there's just a little more to talk about it feels like um yeah i, I think you're right and also it's not so over familiar like I, if I if I see that somebody's gonna be talking about the giver I'm just gonna you know keep on clicking because I, I don't I don't want to hear about it I've, I've heard enough about the <laughs> giver. Um, 
Although one of the best all-time 90-second Newberries I got of that was of The Giver. This one kid in Brooklyn did a one-man show of it. He just did a lot of costume changes, but he just did it all in his bedroom uh, oh, wow. with a lot of costume changes, and it was, it was, it was fantastic. And he didn't spend any time with the baby killing scene, which, yeah. um, which, which, which was good for me. Yeah, I um, think that's a good choice. <laughs> you know, even after you die, I bet somebody will make a bot that could continue to make episodes, though, of Ooh. your podcast. I would love yeah. to be that popular. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> you just do one episode of your podcast in the style of how you feel a bot would do it. Oh. I can see how you came up with this 90-second Newberry project. You seem very creative. <laughs> I know that you're a writer. I have a book, uh, The Order of Oddfish, mm -hmm. um, which um, should have won the Newberry, went to the graveyard book. No, you know, not really, you know, bitter about it. <laughs> um, but should have won. It's a tough year. It's a tough year. We, uh, we usually pair up uh, the books that we review with cocktails, so we like to ask people what your favorite drink is. Either one or two things, a crisp and assertive IPA or kind of a, a robust or playful um, Cabernet Sauvignon. Very nice. nice. Very nice. It has been so nice talking to you today. We really appreciate the time. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been the Newberry Tart Podcast with James Kennedy of the 92nd Newberry. Thanks so much for listening. Production assistance for Newberry Tart is provided by Raphael Siebenman and Liam Grove. Graphic design by Liz Mytinger. Intro and outro by Ariana Hargrave. Theme music for this podcast is provided by the laid-back and local Throckmorton Ukulele Band. You can hear more of their music on Facebook. Find more Newberry Tart episodes at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our website is Newberry Tart. That's N E W B E R Y T A R T dot com.